Many of us are living with a form of spiritual schizophrenia. Each of us has the same 24 hours each day, seven days a week. It's just enough time to jam all of life in and then start again next week. And I've learned that it is not life lived as God's family of missionary servants, empowered by his Holy Spirit for his mission, that actually burns people out or causes them to want to throw in the towel of their faith. It's when we believe the lie that says we can continue building our own version of the American dream life or the European dream life or whatever, pursuing a bigger house, nicer cars, better vacations, the best of everything, and try and fit in a little church or a ministry that life gets all out of whack. See, we've been given just one life to live. We can't live two different existences. This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 209. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, good to be with you again, Brother Heath. What's happening, man? Episode 209, I don't know what you've done, what sort of magic <laughs> potion you've, you've poured out upon civilization, <laughs> but our group is growing... Like, man, stuff is happening. Okay, so we had a crazy explosion of members in the Life School podcast group on Facebook, yeah. right? And and th- some of them are listening to this right now, and some of the other, you know, our long-term listeners are going, yeah, <laughs> I noticed too, because all <laughs> of a sudden, all these my, you know, my feed is getting blown up. So we did an Everyday Disciple Challenge. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. We mm-hmm. did this Everyday Disciple Challenge on Facebook. I've, I've been going live every morning some training, like super packed training, and then uh, a little bit of homework, and people have to post their homework and all that. But they, you know, the training was live on the Life School group there. That's cool. Site. So um, people had to join to be able to get it, but now now they're family, right? Yeah, so welcome. welcome to the new family members, like yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you. <laughs> yeah, so, like many hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we're really grateful. Yeah, we're really grateful. It's been a great week. Yeah. And... Um, so far, and, and if you're hearing this, it happened a couple of weeks ago, right? But yeah. we, uh, or last week, really, yeah. And so we uh, have a, had a blast with this. It's been a super privilege. And man, I can't even tell you, Heath, I mean, you've been reading it. Some of the stuff yeah. people are posting for their homework and what they're already experiencing. Turns out, in fact, okay. <laughs> like we talk about all the time, that you really can live like discipleship in everyday rhythms of life in normal ways. And so yeah. people are trying new things and no one's died. Yep, it's been great. <laughs> yeah. No collateral damage. And you know, if you are if you haven't been listening for that long, or even if you've been with us since the beginning, uh, something we don't talk about a lot is that we have worked really hard to get this podcast out as as much places as possible. So now we're on Spotify, you can listen to it. Yep. If you've got like Alexa in your house, you can say play the Life School podcast. If you've got, I think you've got Google go, Assistant. Go, go Google Home thing. Yeah. Yep, so there's all thing. kinds of ways now. You don't just have Stitcher, to... Stitcher, yep. you know, obviously the Apple and your podcast and your phone. Anything that's got it, you can get it. So we don't know if you listen, come into the site and click on the little button or if you listen and subscribe. Yep. But please do that. Like go to iTunes and subscribe and that yep. way it's going to come in your feed or subscribe from whatever service you use. But, yeah, they're on everywhere but now. But for some of you who didn't know that, and we probably should have told folks because that happened a couple months ago, but now yeah. we're on Spotify, so beautiful. And yep. Awesome, man. Well, let's jump into this episode. Yeah, like here's here's let me let me set the tone for this episode today. because like, we're gonna we're gonna talk about 
how our faith and life all fit together, but not in this weird schizophrenic way. Okay. Yep. And I want to start by saying, like, uh, reminding us there's this, there's this old, it might be, I think it's true, it might be folklore, but uh, Vince Lombardi, this famous football coach, he would start off every season at the first training session holding out a ball in front of him. And he would say to his players, gentlemen, this is a football. And he always took <laughs> them back to the basics often and, and as a way of going forward. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, hey, we're not going to get better unless we remember what's this all about. This is a football, you know? Yeah. And so today we're kind of doing something similar, partly because we got a whole lot of new guests, you know, joining us sure. and new members and folks and family hanging out, but also because it's just kind of time to say, you know, family, this is the life. You know? <laughs> this is the gospel. This is a football, you know? So that's what we're going to do. Yep. You know, and I love that you started off with the term spiritual schizophrenia, because it does seem often that our Christian life, right? We have this Christian life, and then we have a regular life that get lived out in different boxes, and they're usually separate. And one thing that we've really fought hard for... That's like the for, definition of schizophrenia. It's like, uh, you know, I have this personality, and then, but now... Switch it over here, Frank yeah. showed up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a niece that she was always referred to her by her middle name when she was kind of in a bad mood different okay. word was used but you know it's like <laughs> oh it's, so-and-so's here yeah <laughs> it feels like that right like you've got the christian side you got the regular side and one thing we really try to to push through is how do we incorporate the gospel the good news of christ in a holistic sense not not yeah, this all of life yeah. yeah it's not like we go to church and turn on worship for an hour and then we go live the rest of our lives lives in a different way like everybody else but we want to see the gospel affect every area of our lives do you really still believe that this is possible? <laughs> I absolutely do. And like I was just saying, we got a whole lot of new friends that were, you know, they believed it and then they gave it a try this week. So that was awesome. But yeah. you no, know, you're right. One of the one of our overarching goals of the podcast is to look at how faith can be integrated into all of life, family, work, ministry, all one life together without it being weird, yep. <laughs> you know, and or us getting burned out by it. Okay. Mm. So you're right. I use that term spiritual schizophrenia because we do. We try to live these two separate lives. And I don't think on paper anybody's like, oh, no, I'm a different person. But sure. I, I, you know, I can just, I'll speak for myself, okay? Yep. Many, 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 many years of being a Christian. And it was like, and Sunday's over, and I did that and checked mm -hmm. the box. And it wasn't like I chucked my faith, I don't believe in Jesus, you know, the rest yep. of the week. But I really didn't give it a whole lot of thought. Sure. And then if we were doing some sort of a campaign at church to like make sure you share your faith three times this week or something, you know, I like yep. hand out a track or something. I might, you know, I might get on, get, get in on that. But it wasn't really like, wait a minute, every bit of life has an opportunity to see like the thing behind the thing and the gospel and what, what the good news is like, what's true of God hmm. and what's he done? Like that, that anchors his character in our lives, yeah. in scripture, in our own lives in the past, what's true of us and our identity. There, there's so much good news. And as we grow in our gospel fluency, that's a term we use a lot, right? Yep. This ability to speak and, and experience the good news in everything. Um, we start to realize that, oh, that's so core to making disciples as a lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. like, like let's just put ourselves in lots of normal rhythms of everyday life, and then let's let the gospel just like ooze out and be good news. Sure. And that that's not just through our actions. That's both actions and words. And I know some people lean towards like, I'd rather display the gospel. You know, what's the old thing of like, you know, preach the gospel and use words if you must. It's like, yeah. no, you got to use words. You yeah. Know? Yeah, <laughs> Good news, it. it has to be proclaimed. How will they know if they don't hear? But it also has to be lived out. Otherwise people say, BS, I don't believe you because yeah. I look at your life and you look just like everybody else all week. Yeah. But then you say, oh, no, no I, I go to church though or something like yep. okay what is that the bar <laughs> so so yeah i really do think it is still the reality and 
that's why I, you know, I tell people all the time, like of all the content we produce and put out, I love our podcast because I love getting to say, let's talk about anything yeah. and let's talk about the thing behind the thing and how the gospel speaks into it. And we get yeah. to. So, And it's cool hearing the feedback from people that go, I never would have connected those, those two dots in that situation, you know? Love it. Uh, one thing that we talk a lot about on the show, and we're actually getting a lot of questions from people even this week, is you keep using this word missional and throwing it around. And I've heard it used this way and I've heard it used this way. Yeah. I had a buddy the other day tell me, yeah, we're a really missional family. Like we're, we try to be at church three or four times a week and then we got Bible study. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think you got the wrong, wrong word. It's hard to believe on. we're still having to define it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, maybe we go back. It's kind of come around the wheel a few times now, I think. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know that we've ever said like, what is missional per se, right? Let's so, do it. So I don't, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to claim to go like, here's the definitive, you know, (laughs) there's actually a Wikipedia post on missional, you know, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. And some people like argue on there like, anyway, so the word missional, let's just break it down for a second, has something to do with the mission or a mission. So it's like being focused on the mission, mission null, right? So what's the mission of the church? What's the primary focus? In fact, the only mission the church has ever been given, Jesus, our King, Lord, Savior, brother. God of the universe, creator of all things. He gave us the mission. What's you know you know what I'm talking about? What's the mission? Get people to church on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> go and make disciples. Yeah, go and make disciples. It's the only mission. Now we get to go to church and we love being together as the family. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. You know, sometimes, right? You know, I mean, you should. You get to, right? But the mission is make disciples who make disciples. So if Let's just say, like, is this is this group of mine, or is my family, like you just mentioned, missional, or is this church really missional? Well, if it's not making disciples who make disciples, then it's not missional. That's so great. a small group that gets together and studies the Bible like crazy, good on you, study the Bible. It's not missional because you call it that, or because, well, we did a service project last year. That's just being a That's good. It's being a servant. Yeah. Missional is like our focus Everything we do is about making disciples who make disciples, yep. helping people move from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life, right? So here's another thing, too, and this is going to cut deep for some folks. If discipleship's a department in the church, you know, yeah, which it is in a lot of, then it's probably not a missional church because they see it as like, well, well, it's like an appendage. It's one little thing we do, hmm. like children's ministry, men's sports ministry, discipleship, discipleship. like, yeah. no, 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 no. The only reason the church exists, and I mean church as people, and then therefore our functional church as structure exists, is to carry out Jesus' mission to make disciples who make disciples. To do what? To fulfill God's eternal purpose mm-hmm. to fill the world with his glory. So if it's if it's a department, mm, it's probably not, because it should be every every uh, everybody on staff, every elder, every deacon, everybody who goes there. Like, what's our goal? Uh, what's our mission? It's to make disciples, right? Yep. If it's one person's responsibility to manage and spearhead discipleship for the whole church, mm, then it's probably not particularly missional. Yeah, that's like, helpful, man. You know? Now, that's part of it, right? <laughs> that's yeah. just part of it. So that's, you know, it's like, and, and I think everybody's going to say, nope, we're all about it. We totally are all about discipleship. Let me see your budget. Let me see how much time you give to that yeah. every week. Yeah. And we'll it changes know. things. Yeah. Our budget, our pocket, and our calendar will tell us the truth. It yeah, just, absolutely. I'm not here to tell anybody they are or they're not, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. But show us the paperwork and we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so then the other thing that we talk about a lot is this concept of missional communities. We hit that almost every uh, almost every episode with something along the And you the can call not... it whatever you want, but we use that term a lot. I like it still. I really yeah. do. I know some people are like, oh, it's a bad word now. We got freaked out on it, you know. And some people, they really were. And they, they kind of lumped missional and then therefore missional community and all that stuff. They kind of lumped it in with some other movements that were sure. going on about 
decade ago or something. And it's like, mm, no, we're not chucking the gospel and doctrine and, you know, yeah. we're just going to actually really focus on the thing Jesus said to be focused on. So. so how would you define like a missional community compared to what might be more of a traditional small group that we've all pretty familiar with in the past? Uh, okay, so again, let's come back to like if like uh, in my experience, the most of the small groups that I've been a part of, and, and some they were great. Some of them were great. Some of them not so great. But just being honest, but um, the focus of the small group was primarily on us, hmm. like what we wanted to do and hang out, and it was kind of a way to close the back door of the church because it was you know as churches got bigger and bigger and bigger often in yep. America, people were like I don't know anybody. So small groups were an invention to close the back door and make you feel like you knew someone. Otherwise, it's just too easy to go across the street because they got the new youth wing or yep. like I like that pastor's hair better. I think he's got way better hair. Yeah, you know, better concerts. And yeah. so so small groups had a certain goal in mind, but they weren't necessarily focused on okay, how do we make disciples who then make more disciples? Hmm. Which means there's going to be a very good balance between up, in, and out. And a lot of our listeners know what I mean by that, just vernacular, like boom. Sure. But up, Jesus balanced his life up with an upward focus, connected to his father, deeply connected to the love of dad. And and so we say, like, how how's your up focus, you know? And and are you growing in your gospel and in, in the truth of who God is and what's true of you now? And then inward, are we becoming more like family? And then outward, this is one where we often lose it and we fall off the, the missional train. We're not really missionalists because like, well, we study a lot and we love God and we pray and we like to hang out, but we really like, there's no not yet believers hanging around. None of our lost friends are around exactly. ever. Like, so so that we lose that out focus of the up in out. And so part of the difference would be a missional community would be people who come together and say, hey, you know, you know why we want to hang? Because we want to live like a family of missionary servants. We want to live on mission, extended, go back to scripture, Oikos, the word oikos was this extended family who, like, sure, they had their jobs and they had everything else, but the mission of their life, the focus of their life, their words, their budgeting, their time use, how they vacationed, partied, who they hung out with, was to make more disciples, to help people find and love Jesus and realize what he had done for them and the life that he had now united them in to the Trinity with himself sure. and said, oh, my God, now we're one. Like, you really, like, can you get this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, from the interwebs, and it's kind of helpful, but I'll, I'll tweak it a little as we go. From the interwebs, I found a, a definition that says a missional community is a group of people about the size of an extended family. <laughs> what does that mean, right? <laughs> Who are united through their identity in Christ around common service and witness to a particular neighborhood or network of relationships. Hmm. It's pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. Now, a definition that we used in my days of leading SOMA it still really works very, very well for me. And it's a little more insider because there again, we teach family, missionary, servant, disciple. But a missional community is a committed core of believers, mm-hmm. parentheses family, who live out the mission of God together as missionaries, sent ones, in a specific area or to a particular people group by demonstrating the gospel in tangible forms, that being servants, yep. and declaring the gospel to others, both those who believe it and those who are being exposed to it, mm-hmm. meaning discipleship. So that's like, and the summary would be, again, I've said it a bunch of times today already, we're a family of missionary servants sent as disciples who make disciples. Yeah. So hopefully people can do their own compare and contrast to, well, we get together once a month and we study the sermon notes, or once a week and we study the sermon notes, but yeah, I don't make it a lot, and then we take the summers off, and like yeah. that doesn't sound like a healthy family, you know, <laughs> like who are united around the mission and like just going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Yeah. Well, maybe you could share a little bit about your story. Is this something that you've always uh, 
like been raised in and believed this for a long time, or was Christianity more of a title? Uh, or if it was a title, did this switch one day? When did it switch? Where where did you begin developing this sort of thinking? Sure. Well, it's it's still being developed. <laughs> you know, it's ongoing, man. The revelation yeah. of how good news the gospel really is, and how we get to live, just continues to just blow my mind. Uh, so I was. And there again, you know, long-term listeners have heard pieces of this, but I was raised in a home uh, where my mom took us to church, mm-hmm. and uh, we were Christians, right? My dad was a priester, that, you know, that person who goes to Christmas, Christmas and Easter, Easter yeah. that's all, you know, and usually not both. But um, he, uh, yeah, he would at best maybe drop us off and pick us up if my mom was working or sleeping or something like that. She worked second shift. But okay. we grew up, and yes, it was a title for us. We were Christians. And what did that mean? That means that you don't do certain things. It really was the old school, which, you know, I know everybody says, oh, that's, but those days are over. Mm, not for about 70% of the church, but <laughs> it was really Christianity was a list of rules and stuff you don't do hmm. because Christianity was about waiting for heaven. And in the meantime, it was about sin management and behavioral modification. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah. Same with me. Now. And that's not even being harsh. That's just looking back as an adult and going, it was that we were waiting around. We, I said a prayer, you know, yep. uh, you know, like the Jesus in your heart prayer that you never find in scripture said that many, many, many times. And, uh, and then we were kind of just trying not to sin and it was a heavy burden, you know, and it was, there was no discipleship. There was no, like, there was a lot of talk about the Holy spirit, but like in kind of weird, like sparky ways, not like, <laughs> sure. Hey, wait a minute. Like I have to talk to my wife about something that's a little sensitive and maybe a little prickly. I need the spirit's help. You know, mm. it wasn't, it was never practical wise yeah. like that. Um, now jump way ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I actually have been discipled and I am now a father and, and I'm actually working doing a lot of international mission stuff, like traveling around the world. And I end up actually as a missions pastor at a mega church. It's crazy. Right. And um, I, I start going back and forth in these trips and I'm gone for like two, three weeks at a time or more. And um, when we're in the field, you know, when we're on these trips, we're actually being the church. Like we're mm. with the body. They don't own anything. Most often they don't have buildings. They don't have, I mean, like some of them have like one clothes, set of clothes. I mean, you know, we're in Sudan. We're talking about during the civil war, the walking stick people, they're just dying wow. of starvation. Sierra Leone and Thailand. And I've been in Nigeria standing with Christians weeping literally in smoldering ashes hmm. because the building they did have got burned down God. by, you know, militants. And, wow. and, and they're just like, God, that's okay. You know, we're the church, you know? And yeah. I was like, yes, we are. And then <laughs> I come home and we're like putting on the big show, you know? Mm. And it was like cue camera three, you know, and smoke and a little more light, a little more light, and sure. light a little warm, warm it up a little more yellow, a little, you know? <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, man. Like I love my church, but I just, like I feel like now we're doing church instead of being church. Sure. And as we went back and forth and back and forth, it got harder and harder. I felt talk about schizophrenia. You know? mm. I felt like, how come that you know when I'm out with these people who are being the church, I feel like I'm we're the church, and we like we'll forsake anything. It's the best ever. And you know, have you you ever been on a short term missions trip? Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. You ever like when you, you you know you get back and you feel like man that was the best. You know, yeah. like we had to bear with some people that were a little prickly, but we got through it because we had to. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And you're like. God, wouldn't it just be great if we could live like that all the time? Yeah. And and we think our only option is like, well, maybe I should move overseas, hmm. right? Well, for us, where the dime dropped, where the switched was, doing those trips back and forth, we said, wait a minute, reading the book of Acts, do we get to live like that, like what we're experiencing on these short-term trips? Hmm. Do we get to live that way here? Why not? What's keeping us? Yeah. Nothing's keep. I remember I was on one trip, Heath, I was with these people that had nothing. Hmm. They had Jesus, and they were so full of joy, bro. 
Really? They were so full of joy. And I mean, they were persecuted. It was the worst. And I remember weeping, weeping, praying, Lord, I would give everything I have to have the joy they have in you. Hmm. And I swear to God, it wasn't audible, but it almost like the spirit said, well, then do. Wow. And I was like, I was like the rich young ruler. I had to hang my head and walk away. I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, exactly. And so when we moved out to Tacoma, we moved out to Washington. It was the beginning of us going like, we don't know how to do it, but we're going to start learning how we're going to live like a missionary sent to another country. Hmm. Like for instance, here, like work on this with me a little bit. Like okay. imagine if you will, like we sent you and Kathleen, uh, to another country and, um, we're sending you and the kids off to a foreign country to be full-time missionaries. You're leaving next month. You're fully funded. Everything's good to go. And you're being sent there to proclaim and plant the gospel in that village or city or whatever it is and see new disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the things you think you would, I mean, even if you had no training just off the top of your head from just being a Christian and maybe doing some short term, what would you start doing with some regularity? If you, boom. As soon as your boots hit the ground. Oh yeah. Start throwing some dinners, inviting people over. Yeah, uh, going and seeing where they live, hanging out with them, hearing their stories, get, get to learn a language. Yeah, eat where they eat, right? Yeah, drink. Figure what they out drink. ways to serve them. Is there anything we can do to help? Like yeah. literally, it all. Like we want to just be here to take. We're here to help. Study some of the, col- the their cultural norms, like what what's custom. To Might them. change the way we dress. Might yeah. start eating some weird stuff, right? <laughs> uh, right, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, God said, just go and do that. <laughs> yeah. So we did, and we had to soak in. And so, at, like at forty, I mo- we moved to Tacoma, and. I'm like, here we go. And I remember the hardest part of it was trying to explain to my friends and my family, some of who were supporting us financially because we didn't, there was no means of support, sure. you know, like, so what are you guys doing? Like, like my, my folks could understand, you know, and friends could understand when they would see my 15 foot head on the screens preaching, you know, yeah. back at the, at the big church or, you know, like, Hey, nice office. And like, you want to meet my staff and I get a lot of staff, <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, you know, they understood all that. But now you're like, uh, we're living like missionaries and like, well, let's see. Last night I went to this metal show because there's these guys in this rock band that we're getting to know. And there's like one believer in the group, but he doesn't how to make disciples. And so we're kind of helping him and yeah. like we're being pals to him. It's a whole and different then, way. Yeah. Too. And then we help this guy move again. And then this guy's like, there's a homeless dude living with us this week. I'm not sure how long he'll be here. He said just for a few days, but it's been a week, you know, and <laughs> And on and on, you're like, uh, uh. Now, we also had community, and sure. we were studying the Word like crazy, and we, you know, it was just never been busier kind of thing, but it was very, very different. So when that started switching, we started seeing people come to faith. Yep. Like, Jesus says, if you'll walk in my ways and be my disciple, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we're like, whoa, that's 180 degrees out of sync sure. from what we've always done. Yeah, So we completely. started, like, inviting people to walk in the ways of our life, which were increasingly his ways, and they were starting to come to the truth of who he was in different areas of their life and believe. Mm-hmm. You know, we say discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief. Yep. They were starting to, and then starting to trust him. And then they're like, cool. yeah, I want to follow this guy, and I want him to be in charge now. And wow. what's, what do I need to do to get in? Like, trust him <laughs> that's amazing that's man. it you know I, we have people say like oh do i have to start giving some money now i'm like you can but you don't have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have mandatory. to give it to me you know <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> so what about people that are listening to the show right now and and it's and something's bubbling up inside of them and they're like i want to actually start living more this way but i don't want to burn out i don't want to come across like a total freak and not know what to say how would you what, what steps would yeah, you living like them? a missionary isn't like can now i constantly am just handing out tracks and like just anointing with oil yeah, yeah everybody <laughs> going nutty it, it, it's actually more than that but way simpler you know sure. well um yeah i can't obviously teach all the things we teach and train and coach people to sure. on the show here today but i would let me let me try to break it down if i can i think living out our faith 
in all of life and really seeing our life integrated into our faith starts with three things. Desire, mm-hmm. intentionality, because life is really mirrored, it, like God's just miraculously ordered the, wor- the way the world works and the rhythms we live in to fit sure. like his will <laughs> and fill in the world with his glory and disciple making. Uh, so desire, intentionality, and then this one may surprise people, equipping. Like being equipped and equipping others. And that, that leads, to, that's the discipleship part of it. So sure. I would say, if you have a desire, to speak to the first one, to live with greater intentionality in your life when it comes to your faith and work and ministry and parenting and being a good spouse and how it all really gets gospeled, now's the time to start making a difference. Don't let your hopes and desires stay just that, sort of a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, someday, you know, I've been reading this stuff for a long time, but, you know, we're just kind of... Can't wait to do it. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, what you can begin to experience the good news of the gospel in every area of life today, okay? So one small step starts the journey. If you have the desire, that's awesome. Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't. They're like, nope, I'm fine. I'm just fine the way I am. Hmm. I'll go to church that 1.7 times a month or 2.3 or whatever it is, and uh, back to my American dream life or whatever, so... So desire. Second one is if you have the desire, then determine to be intentional about what areas in life you want to improve. And, and I don't mean improve like work, you work hard and prove yourself. I'm saying like, I want to grow in the gospel in that area of my life. I sure. want to be more like Jesus in this area. My finances, my generosity, my, my words, my tone, the way, I, I, the way people read me and see me, my, being a servant and all that. So what areas do you want to improve in? And then, you know, and, and get equipped in and grow and lead others in. Like, I can remember really young in life going, I think that God's put it on my heart a desire to lead and teach. Hmm. But I wasn't doing any of it yet. I was very young in my faith. Sure. And I said, Lord, okay, if that's from you, what do I do? He goes, well, who do you know that you could lead and teach? I'm like, I don't know. I know four or five guys in the neighborhood that a couple of them claim to be Christians, a couple I'm not sure of. All right, start there. Yeah. So I went to him and said, hey, you guys want to start a Bible study with me? I mean, I didn't know anything. Sure. Like, there was no missional, nothing, right? They're like, yeah, we will. I had a guy, <laughs> I had a guy, seriously, not too long ago, and this is like 25 years ago, you okay. know, write me and go, you know the Bible study we did on XYZ in your living room back in that neighborhood? I'm like, mm, no, I don't really remember it. He goes, he goes, life-changing, still the best thing I've ever done in my life. I refer to it all the time. Like, you changed my life. Whoa. I was like, what? Yeah. But God was showing me, like, get started, right? Yep. Get started. Be intentional. Like, so I wanted to lead. God said, there's your spot. Like, be faithful hmm. with a little, faithful a lot. It won't happen accidentally. It takes really great intentionality. Discipleship and mission, you've probably heard me say this before, discipleship and mission is living everyday life, but with increasingly greater gospel intentionality. Yeah, absolutely. And then the third thing, desire, intentionality, equipping, is once you begin to identify the areas of life you want to live with greater confidence and intentionality, your next intentional step would be get equipped, Hmm. like to do that, learn, grow, get the knowledge, skills, coaching if you need it to succeed. I mean, that's why we created Life School and why we put out weekly, you know, resources and training and like why we just did that challenge, like Praise God, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people went through this challenge yeah. with us. They're still doing it. They're still working on their homework and all that. That's cool, man. Right? We, we do that so that people can be equipped and use it and grow in it and then pass it on to others, right? Yeah. In fact, 
If you're listening pretty close to when we released this episode, I think it comes out, what, March 25th? Yep. Um, I just opened up spaces in my own personal monthly coaching cohorts, and they open up a couple times a year. So starting in April, we're going to be starting up some new coaching. And if, if anybody listening would like to learn more about that and maybe help, have me help develop a personal roadmap for them and their family or their team or church to move toward discipleship as a lifestyle and everyday life, sure. or maybe they want to get started building a missional community which is discipleship in every area of life, all you know. Yep. Or if you want to help lead others in your church into this lifestyle discipleship, I'd love to be your coach and help you with that. There's not a ton of spots, and when we open them up, they usually fill right up. So you know, hearing this, you can go to coaching.caesarkalinowski.com and learn more about it and how it all works, and you know, get registered. And like I said, there's not a lot of spaces for this. Tina and I, my wife and I, coach together. That's a little different. We coach That's as cool. couples. And we prefer to actually coach couples together in this lifestyle mission. And that's because, like, when I first started coaching about 15 years ago, I was primarily coaching dudes, you know, okay. church planners and all. And they get all stoked and they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. That's so helpful. And they go home and tell their wives what they needed to start doing differently. <laughs> that worked. And well. the kids, yeah, worked really great. And so, though we do coach individuals, we really love to coach couples. And, and I'm telling you, it's like a marriage changer. It's a yeah, life it's changer. Great. Get on the same page, right? So now if you're listening later to this, you're like, oh man, this is, I'm listening like two, a year later, whatever. Still go to the link. You can go to coaching.caesarcanalysis.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Because sure. um, you can still fill out the application and then you'll be notified like, okay, if you're interested, the next cohort starts. And it could be weeks away or it could be months away. But, you know, we'll put you on the list and, and see if it works, okay? Let's get to the big three for this week. And you can get those, uh, for those who are new to the show, what those are the big three takeaways we want you to walk away with. And we're going to present them nicely to you. you can if nothing else, don't miss this. <laughs> yeah. You get it for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Uh, Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay. First, uh, don't miss this. Jesus exchanged his life for yours so that you could have and live his life now. Hmm. Okay, it's like it's not someday. We don't have to wait for it. Yeah, no, right? Sitting in rows in silence, listening to others, you know, listening to people just talk about getting on mission is definitely not the same thing as living with intention today. This is the life that we've been talking about today that you were created for. Hmm. And it's the adventure of a lifetime. I swear it is. (laughs) And not not just this lifetime, but beyond, right? We're storing up in heaven. Um, Second, the gospel is the answer to every question and good news for all all of life, not just it. our afterlife, but this life, all of it. Now, um, the gospel's not just your ticket out of hell and into heaven someday. Every sin issue or any pain or things, anything in your life or fears that stand in the way of our faithfulness to God's design and Jesus' commands, which we talked about, make disciples who make disciples, right. anything that stands in the way of that's ultimately a gospel issue. And since all sin is the outcome of unbelief, in some aspect of what's true of God, we can actually learn to apply the truth about him and the good news to unbelief in any area of our life. So that frees us back up. And it's not because we tried harder, it's because we changed our belief or we allowed the spirit to change our belief. Yep, you're exactly right. The gospel is the answer to everything. It really is. It's the good news for all life. Yep. And the third, number three of the big three, start by making an intentional step toward getting equipped and growing in your gospel fluency today. Half-read books about all this, they do nobody any good. Take a course, get a coach, find a missional mentor or a community that you can learn and grow with. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take intentionality. But every day is an opportunity to grow and mature in Christ and help others do the same. It's it's life on life, life in community, and life on mission that we were created for. Okay? So, 
you're not waiting around anymore, are you? Okay. Everybody <laughs> yeah, hearing this? The time, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Hey, thanks for the big three, Caesar. And again, if you're listening and you're like, we want to get coached by Caesar and Tina, the way you can get it working for you, all you have to do is just go to coaching.caesarkalinowski.com. And again, there's just a couple limited spaces for this, but you can uh, you can sign up there. Or if, if the spots are full, we'll put you on the list for the next round. Yeah. yeah. Love. That would be a huge privilege to get to be family with you. Yeah. It's fun. For a while and, you know, help you move towards that. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the show. If you haven't yet gotten the big three, again, you go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. We'll give you the notes right away for this week. And if you haven't written a review on iTunes, five-star reviews we love. Just, <laughs> just give an honest review. Yeah. yeah. If I mean, you like we it. love fives. <laughs> Fours are okay. Don't do a one unless you really hate us. <laughs> no. But it just what that does, it allows Apple to kind of figure out who's listening to the show and it helps populate it to people that we'd never know how to get it in front of the hands When they too, search so. on there and all. So yeah, if you're digging this and you go like, oh, you know, what did I pay for this show? Nothing. Do that for us yeah. and subscribe yourself so that way you don't miss them on Mondays. And uh, yeah, we, we love you either way. <laughs> but we would love if you did that. So. Hey, and next Monday... Uh, we're going to talk about calling, right? Yeah, we've been kind of sliding with this one down the hill. I know. Things for listeners who really jot, you know, I's and T's and all that. We've been teasing this one, but uh, other things be really have just good. come up that were like more burning on our hearts. So we try to go with the spirit. So, But I think I think really for sure next week we're going to talk about finding and, and being confident in your calling, like a personal calling. Yeah, what is a personal calling? Does everyone get one? What happens if you miss it? Is it possible to miss it? All you missed it. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.